0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in. Today's episode of the podcast will feature Psalm 37. I'm just picking some high points through the Psalms as I move through, just different chapters that I want to share with our church family as I have been reading through the Psalms a little bit lately. Psalm 37 brings up a particularly important point that we should not be envious of the wicked. It's easy to do that, And apparently that envy goes at least as far back as David 3,000 years ago. So if you've ever found yourself feeling envious of somebody who was not following the Lord, you are in good company because today David will share his feelings, his observations about it. He'll also put that to rest. It's not uncommon at all for believers to look up and say, you know, why have I done this? I've tried so hard to be faithful. You know, I have I have said no to sinful pleasures of the world. I've said yes to righteousness, to sacrifice, to loving my neighbor. And sometimes when you look up and it feels like other people who are not serving Jesus are blessed while you or other righteous people are suffering, sometimes it feels like the deck is stacked against you and you want to say Was it worth it or why? Or is it fair? Well, let's read Psalm 37 and explore this pretty common feeling. Do not fret because of evil doers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. I want to point your attention towards verse 4 before I continue to read. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, in the context of this psalm, David is telling the person who feels that evildoers are prospering, the person that feels envious of the wicked, that we should trust in the Lord, that we should delight in the Lord, and He'll give us the desires of our heart. And I wonder if David means that we continue to trust faithfully in the Lord, and the Lord will show Himself faithful and provide the things we need, or... I wonder if David means that as I delight myself in the Lord, the desires of my heart will be affected and they will be met. Because in my mind, the chief desire of our heart is to know God. And that is something that a wicked person or an evildoer cannot experience. They can find pleasure. They can find wealth and prosperity and fame and status. They can find success. They might even find happiness, but they cannot find the chief delight of man, which is to have peace and pleasure and delight in God. So verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. I think when I read that, I think about Jesus teaching the church to pray for the Holy Spirit, that God would give the Holy Spirit, that God would give us communion with Himself, His personal presence with us. And David, 3,000 years ago, is telling believers who want to follow the Lord, even when they feel envious of the wicked, that we should delight ourselves in the Lord. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. Maybe for some of our podcast listeners, that's the verse you needed to hear today. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evildoing. Evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord, they... Will inherit the land. If you look at verse 7 and 8 and verse 9, I can see David reassuring people to rest in God. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't become angry. Don't forsake God's wrath and try to find vengeance for yourself. Don't fret because it might lead to evildoing. In other words, if you sit here and stay envious of the wicked. It might make you angry. It might even make you turn towards evildoing yourself in order to keep up or catch up or gain what you think they've gained. But David says evildoers will be cut off. Their life will come to an end. Maybe David means in this age, or maybe David is imagining the judgment when God judges. I don't know. But I know that David says, "Evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land." And while that is um, that is that's located in a Jewish context, where God's promise to Abraham included the land that they were living in, uh, I, as believers living on this side of the New Testament, we also can find encouragement that truly the new heaven and the new earth will be the inheritance of the sons and daughters of God, that we truly will inherit the land. Yet a little while and the wicked man will be no more, and you will look carefully for his place and he will not be there. Verse 11, but the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. Do you hear echoes of the beatitude? the meek shall inherit the earth? The one who is humble before God will have what God wants him to have. But, but... The wicked are going to be cut off. So we continue this in verse 12. The wicked plots against the righteous, gnashes his teeth at him. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart. Their bows will be broken. Live by the sword, die by the sword. If you continue this life of wickedness and evildoing, don't be surprised when it catches up with you. Verse 16, "'Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will have abundance.'" But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his descendants begging bread. David is telling the righteous that in all his years, it it may be, it may be that for a season you feel that you're falling behind. But the righteous life that God prescribes, intimacy with the Lord, a man who delights in the Lord, and the righteous life that should flow from that, they care for you, for your family, provide provision, stability that you can pass down generation to generation. And David is telling you that as an old man, he has seen this play itself out. He is telling you that God's path is better. Don't envy the wicked. Stay the course. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, so you will abide forever. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I saw it for him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man, and behold the upright. For the man of peace will have prosperity, but the transgressors will be altogether destroyed. The posterity of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. Church family, as we reflect on this psalm, it is not uncommon to feel as if the world sometimes isn't balanced. But honestly, I think if we scoot back, we see that it it does work itself out more often than not. And David is right. 3,000 years ago, That a righteous lifestyle, a person who delights in God, that lifestyle will pay off in the long run. And maybe, maybe it doesn't look that way because you're looking at it in a moment, in a season, where everybody hasn't run their course. Or maybe you're looking at it because you're evaluating it wrongly. Because what we desire that we see a wicked person having, maybe sometimes those desires are not good desires, not what we should want. Maybe those aren't the things we should be chasing, Or maybe, maybe, we need to have the bigger picture in mind and recognize that God is watching out for us, for those who waited for trust in Him. It doesn't mean that He's going to provide us wealth or riches or that we'll be healed of every infirmity always. One day we will pass on, but when we do, when we stand in the judgment, the wicked will be blown away like chaff, Psalm 1, but the righteous will stand. You will inherit the land. Most often, you'll enjoy that in this age as the fruits of your righteous choices and your sacrificial love and your stewardship of your life will pay back itself to you in peace and stability and security. And in the long run, your life will be better. But certainly and always, it will in the age to come. So I encourage you, church family, wait on the Lord. I encourage you, church family delight in the Lord, trust in the Lord, and let Him give you the desires of your heart. And I pray that chief among those desires is that you will desire the Lord, that you'll delight in Him. Church family, God bless you. I hope you enjoy reading through the Psalms. I hope you have a fantastic day of enjoying the Lord. Delight yourself in Him. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. God bless you.